Welcome back to the Dropback Podcast. I'm Bradley, as always, joined with my co-host Zane. So Zane, thoughts on the Super Bowl matchup? Yeah, I think it's going to be a great matchup this year. Maybe not the one people, you know, might have wanted, like the Ravens and Chief, or Ravens and Lions, let's say. Um, but I think it's going to give us a great game. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I, I like this matchup. People are hating on this matchup, but I I'm actually excited for this rematch. Uh, I think if I think the 49ers should w- need to win this, this is a more important game for the Niners than it is for the Chiefs. As well as I predicted, the Niners were going to be in the playoffs this year. But yeah. Um. Now I'm gonna say this. Um, you you did mention that it's more important for the you know the Niners, but the yeah. Chiefs established a dynasty with a win. So I don't I don't know if it's more important for either one. I think it's you know it's it is the Super Bowl after all. It's the most important yeah. game of the year. And you said yeah, you had them winning the Super Bowl, right? You had the yeah, Niners winning. Yeah, I did. I just think how I look back at this in like 20 years, if I look back at this Niners team and I see the that all these guys were on the same team and Kyle Shanahan was the coach and they don't win, that's, that's where I'll be disappointed. That is that is a good argument to make because uh, I know there's probably several Hall of Famers on this team at this current moment. So yeah, there's that's, that's there's point to make. yeah there's at least. Trent Williams, uh, you can put Kyle Shanahan in as a Hall of Fame. Uh, I'm trying to think. I, I mean, Christian McCaffrey, you can make an argument oh, for yeah. him. Um, I don't oh, know about yeah, the – yeah, I don't know about the wide receivers yet. Uh, they're too, young, too early to tell with a yeah. lot of this. Some of these guys are too early to tell, but it's a very talented, talented team. It, um, yes, it is. Um, I, I mean, this is the worst version of the Niners we've seen, as well as the Chiefs. That's true. Um, There's been some injuries of both, unfortunately. Yeah, and, and and since the Niners lost their play callers, I, or the play caller on defense, I feel like their defense haven't hasn't been as impactful as it was last year. That's fair. I think he's doing a good job this year, though. The guy they have now. Yeah, yeah, I do too. Um, but yeah, so you which you want to talk about the Chiefs first? Yeah, um, I, I think we should talk about the Chiefs first. You know, because it's it's the the Chiefs. Um, it's the greatest team ever. <laughs> um, no, I, I disagree. But <laughs> there's some yeah. bias there as well. Um, <laughs> uh, I think I'm going to talk about what's going to like impact this game the most for the Chiefs. Like, what can get them to win this game? And I think that's going to be Mahomes leading this offense to an early lead um, and getting these wide receivers to have their best game and be on their best game behavior. Like, none of that Kadarius Tony again, lining up offsides. You know, none of that. We don't need to see that in the Super yeah. Bowl. That'd be – hopefully hopefully he's inactive, actually. Um, <laughs> but – they might need like a third wide receiver because everybody knows the ball is going to Travis Kelsey or Rasheed Rice. They might need someone else to step up this week. Um, I could, I could see that being maybe Valdez Scantling. I mean, we saw it towards the end of the game last week where he made that great deep catch, and I think they could probably push the field with him so that the Niners can't just double Rasheed and uh, Travis this week. Uh, what do you think? Uh, yeah, I mean, 
talking about their third weapon at receiver, I know uh, Pacheco has been mainly running, but I think they could put him, um, have a little quick out route for Pacheco. And because what they did against the Ravens, they had easy, quick little check downs for Travis Kelsey, uh, Rasheen Rice. Um, yeah, and they just got separation. And talking about separation, Are Travis Kelsey. Uh, Travis Kelsey uh, separation was 3.7 yards in the Ravens game. And Rasheed Rice was 3.8. And Noah Gray, talking about backup tight end, Noah Gray's was 4.7. And I feel like... That's insane. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, yeah, whenever I looked at it, I was like, wow. <laughs> um, but I guess all the corners were focused on... Well, actually, they were playing zone and... It was just a terrible game plan. Yeah. It was just a terrible game plan from the Ravens from start to finish on both sides of the ball. But they weren't the one in the Super Bowl, so and I'm happy <laughs> about it. Um but sorry, yeah, you go ahead. Know. Okay. Uh I did want to bring up another wide receiver because he just got activated for this week. It was Sky Moore. Uh last time he had a touchdown was last year's Super Bowl. So maybe he does that again this year. Uh, maybe like how they did it last year. So I could see him being involved again. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I think the Chiefs have a lot of X factors um, besides Mahomes. Obviously, Kelsey, uh, Rishi Rice, uh, Isaac Pacheco. Um, also, I I kind of like Noah Gray, especially last game. The separation is – yeah, he it just shows a lot. Underrated place. Very underrated yeah. place. Yeah. Um, and I think the Chiefs should stick to the same game plan as they did with the against the Ravens because under 10 yards, the Chiefs had 25 passes under 10 yards. That's a wild stat. And they just got the ball out quick. Uh, they were run heavy, and I feel like the Chiefs and 49ers have some, similar, some similarity there. By- At least this year. Yeah, this year at least. This year, yeah, because sure. I feel like the Chiefs have been very conservative this year, especially with Mahomes. You know, like yeah. I think that in part is dealing with how good their defense has been, but it's allowed them to be more conservative with the ball. Um, I I know you saw the stat about um, Mahomes hasn't thrown an interception in what six um, six postseason games. Yeah, yeah. six postseason games. So they've been able to play him more conservative in the postseason, which I think in part does a lot and does them a lot of favors because he doesn't make any mistakes and that leads them to be able to get more points down the field. Yeah. And, and they're not trying to be this uh, flashy chiefs teams. They were in the previous years with Hill. They're just trying to be simple. They, they were, uh, they were forcing the run with Pacheco, which I like. That's what the Niners do with uh, Christian McCaffrey. And I just think they should, uh, beat run heavy in this game and short passes. I and, I do agree. Yeah, I think that'll be very make or break for the team this week. Um, yeah, I th- I think whoever honestly uh wins the rushing game will win the game. Honestly, yes. I mean, the um the Niners they were third in rushing this year, so uh, that's definitely going to play a huge part. And the Chiefs defense actually. They were ranked 17th in stopping the run and 26th 
in uh, yards after contact. So Christian McCaffrey, I think, is probably in for a field day this week. And that's definitely going to be another big uh, factor in this game is how the Chiefs handle Christian McCaffrey and that run game with also yeah. dealing with the dynamic players on the Niners. Yeah, and you could, but you could also look back at the Ravens game and be like, oh, the Ravens' offense should have cooked the Chiefs' defense, which I know the Ravens did not run that much, but even whenever they did run, they didn't get many yards off the rush. Uh, That's true. So, I, don't I mean, know. they don't really have any good running backs over there at the moment because, you know, they lost uh, Mitchell and they lost, oh, who's the other one they had? Stavis. Dobbins, yeah, they lost Dobbins to start the year. Yeah, they they, they have Gus Bus, but he's just a merchant of Lamar touchdowns. Uh, so <laughs> they, they didn't really have a great running back. And for some reason, Lamar wasn't running, uh, which I thought was very, very strange. When he had time to run, he just wasn't doing it. Yeah, I feel like the Ravens, uh, you could t- definitely tell this was their first time in the AFC Championship. Lamar wasn't playing all that great. He was holding on to the ball way, way too long. Just staying into the staying in the pocket way too long as well. I I agree. Um, do you want to talk about maybe what some stuff for the Niners might be that might be like uh, might be some X factors or just importance for them? Uh, yeah, for the, the, yeah for the Niners. Yeah. Um, uh, so I think Nick Bosa and Fred Warner had a fantastic game against the Lions. Uh, as it, I think it was just a great game for both of them. Um, I, I think they they will have a field game field day this uh, weekend against the Chiefs. The Chiefs O line's not very strong, and Bosa will be lining against up against uh, Taylor, uh, oh, which yeah. he isn't all that great. Um, and he was against uh, Swole last game. And he was, and he played really good. He had three sacks, two or three sacks. And... I, believe, I believe, yeah, he did. Um, another note uh, about that line, they, the Chiefs will be probably missing um, – Thune this week, so that that could also be huge when it comes. I know they were missing him last week, and it didn't seem to affect him as much. But this Niners uh, rushing attack is or rushing defense is so much better. Yes, um, yeah, and I I I hope that Chase Young plays a big factor in this game. They traded him in the middle of this season, and he hasn't really done as much as they wanted him to do. He's been more of a kind of a role player there. And uh, hasn't been as impactful as yeah. everyone thought he should be. I did notice that as well. He was he he just didn't seem to play like he was before. I feel like the injury that he had still is playing a part in how he's playing now. Um, but he's definitely something to look out f- for this week. I think if he has a great game, the Chiefs are in major trouble because you, you got a bunch of great pass rushers on that side that can get to Mahomes, and that might fluster him and cause him to actually throw an interception and break his uh, his streak. So Yeah, yeah, and that's what the Niners were doing with Goff, and he was throwing some uh, he was throwing some shaky balls there. He was, but that's just how Goff kind of throws. If you watch him um, in, like, all season, he was kind of, like, very shaky with his throws at times. It was, yeah. it was shocking to watch. Sometimes, like, it doesn't even look like he throws a spiral. 
but you know. Yeah, I think I think Jared Goff this season proved that he can lead the Lions to Most the definitely. Super Bowl. Um, and I don't think it was all the Dan Campbell's fault in that game. Did Dan Campbell I, have some terrible calls? Absolutely. I think they're going for it on fourth. Now that I've thought it out, it's it wasn't a bad decision. That's how they were all year. You're not going to change that in the NFC Championship game, especially because your kicker's like career longs like forty something, like forty seven. So really? I wouldn't even want to risk it. Yeah, he he was wow. not a great kicker. Wow. Um, um, so maybe they need to invest in a kicker this offseason. But hey, hey, there's uh, <laughs> Alabama's kicker. It's pretty I, good. I got to watch him as we mentioned last week with the senior ball. I got to watch him this weekend, and he was he was okay. He wasn't great. He was okay. Uh, hey, I didn't even mention this last episode. This is very off topic, but the Stanford kicker. <laughs> oh man, that uh, is embarrassing. It's embarrassing for him. The only kicker, or one of the only kickers, to be invited to the Senior Bowl and missed a twenty-five yarder Just with no pressure. No they pressure. compared it. They compared it to a free throw, and I'm like. <laughs> That's, you got to make it. It's, it's not wrong. <laughs> yeah. Um. But back on topic. Back on yeah. topic. Um. Uh, there was a play, uh, in the 49ers and Lions game that Kittle absolutely destroyed Hutchinson, and I think Kittle I is a that. great. Uh, is actually the best blocking tight end in the league, and he proves it every week. I feel like they like to line him up. Uh on the line a lot they don't really do what the chiefs do and line him out wide they like to play george kittle on the inside as they like the motion and stuff as well as kyle uh, Huszek. they like to line him up everywhere in the lions game he lined up in the running back slot full back slot tight end spot I believe he lined up as a wide receiver at one I, point. He did. I was going to bring that up, actually. He did line up at wide receiver a couple times. He caught a couple passes, too. I think he had yeah, that he, toe tap catch, didn't he? I believe so. Yeah, he had a toe tap catch. He like kind of just stood there and just tapped his toes in to make sure he was in. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I think he, he could play a factor as well, Kyle Huszek. Definitely um, both sides of, of like just blocking or passing, for sure. Yeah, and I, I I think Purdy won't have to worry about the pressure aspect of uh, the Chiefs' defensive line as much because – I mean, Chris Jones, he's dominant, though. You saw this yeah. pass with Lamar. He was very dominant. So he's something I would worry about. But other than that, they might have some, like, some corner blitzes that might cause some trouble like they did again last week. I could see being the issue, but outside of that, I think they're kind of hurt. Um, one of the pass rushers got hurt, and I don't know if he's playing or not. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I think he's out. I think he's out. He is? Okay. Um, I think so. Um, I would not count on that. But, yeah. On the offensive side of the ball for the Niners, uh, I think Brandon Ayuk will be play a big factor in this game because Brock Purdy has targeted has targeted uh Brandon Brandon Ayuk the most out of all the wide receivers. Um 
it is yeah. like he's he's an explosive wide receiver this year. He he's yeah. definitely him. I'm I'm gonna love the matchup of him and the the two Chiefs corners this this week. And I'm gonna bring it back to this uh, since we were just talking about it. Charles um, Awinahu tore his ACL in the AFC Championship game, so he will be out for the Super Bowl, mm. which is just a brutal loss for them this week. Yeah, that that is definitely a big loss loss for them. Um, I'm trying to look up the uh, Brendan Ayuk separation because I believe it was like 1.3. Well, sure. in the Lions game, in the Lions uh, game, yeah. I believe it was uh, 1.3 I got or you. something um, low. I am curious of the matchup for Trent McDuffie, uh, Legere Sneed, and then versus you know Debo and Ayuk. That's going to be some great wide receiver corner matchups this week. That, uh, yeah, I mean, that's great, great groups. Yeah, I, I feel like, um, I yeah, uh, this is off, not off topic, but on the opposite side of the ball, the Niners defense, they played, they did not control the middle of the field on the defensive side of the ball as much. They yeah. did not protect it. And I feel like the Niners uh, linebackers have to be closer to the line because what what uh, cost them in the first half of the Lions game was the linebackers were, I feel like, were too far away from the line. So anytime they handed the ball off, they would at least get two to three yards each time. Mm-hmm. And they were just – the Lions were just taking it explosive play after explosive play, and I don't feel like the Niners could catch up. And so when halftime came around, it gave them a chance to breathe, scheme, and then figure out how to deal with that Lions. Or, yeah, how to deal with that Lions team. Yeah, and they changed it. Uh, I went back and watched the film, and they changed it. They they had they pl- played more uh, four three four three four defense where more linebackers are on the field. So they they played more uh, linebacker heavy, which I like, especially against the Chiefs. I feel like they could play a bit heavy man, and I don't think it would hurt them as much. I think I think they can play a similar style to how they did in the second half against the Lions and do very well because they have a similar I wouldn't say a similar style team, not even a similar style offense. It's just with the talent that's on that offensive side of the ball, it deals with it well because they can deal with Laporta and they can deal with the with Rasheed Rice and Pacheco in that same regard. Yeah, and I I I would love the matchup of Fred Warner on uh, Travis Kelsey. I want to see yeah, that matchup so be, bad. That would be awesome. Uh, because I Fred Warner is incredible. Uh, I was watching and. Uh, one of the first plays, Fred Warner legit called the play. He he was telling the line, telling the defensive line to look to go left, and the ball was running left. I do. Remember they got like that. eight yards, but still, it was a great call from Fred Warner. Um, yes. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna come back to the offensive side of the ball with the Niners, uh, since we've been talking about him a lot. I think Brock. Uh, we haven't talked about Brock Purdy as much as I feel like we should. Yeah, um, we haven't. Chiefs need to be careful because if he gets rolling, 
and I hate to say it because I'm not the biggest Purdy supporter, uh, but if he gets rolling, they're going to have it downfield because they have so many dynamic catchers. You, you, I mean, you got Kittle. We mentioned Ayuk and Debo. Um, you can always pass it to CMC. He, he can make plays everywhere on the field. So the Chiefs are going to have to be very, very careful um, on defense this, this Sunday. Yeah, and I am a massive supporter of Brock Purdy. I love watching Brock Purdy play. I think Brock Purdy is a uh, better Tua, honestly, in my opinion. (laughs) Um, I I feel like Purdy's his own man, you know? Yeah, okay. Yeah, I'm just saying that because I don't like... Tua without mistakes kind of thing? Yeah. Is that what you're saying? Okay, I can understand that. I just don't like Tua. <laughs> like I'm just <laughs> not a big fan of Tua. Um, but uh, I, Purdy, my biggest thing with Purdy is that Purdy is one of his best assets. Of Purdy is his movement in the pocket is he does really well. Really good. He 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 does yes. Great pocket awareness and pocket presence. Yeah. Um, and he, he knows how to like, just run with it. He, he showed it in the second half of the Lions game. Yes. He rolls, he, he, he seems to do really like he rolls off of pressure so well, like not figuratively and literally of course, but he does well both ways. Um, yeah, he just, he's very calm under pressure. Yeah. We're talking about the pressure. Uh, Brock Purdy's time to throw was 2.75. And talking about the Chiefs, Pat Mahomes' uh, time to throw was 2.76. Wow. Nearly identical. That's I know. very identical. I, I, I think these teams match up very well against each other, and they're very similar teams. They really um, are. I feel like they're very similar to the um, – when we saw them last play in the Super Bowl in 2020 – Maybe I think the Niners team's a little better than they were back then, of course, and the Chiefs team might be a little worse, but it's definitely yeah. a very good matchup. Yeah, and yeah. So, what what's your what's your prediction like for how? Score, oh, for, okay. Um, yeah. Now this is, might be a little crazy because I don't think people are going to see it this way. I think the Niners win thirty-one to twenty. So you think at like a heavy offensive team? I think the Niners. Yeah. I know I said it was like a big X factor for the Chiefs is to hold them early. I don't think they're going to be able to do it, and I think the Niners kind of get up early and kind of keep a lead on the Chiefs. Hmm. Well, I, I I think if I, I feel like neither one of these teams could uh, come back against a large deficit, which I know the 49ers did last week or the the other week. But I think these teams these teams are both Super Bowl caliber teams. And sure. I just don't think, like, if the Chiefs get a big lead, the Chiefs won't let it, won't let it go. They won't I, make the same mistakes that the Lions did because the Chiefs have been here. They've been here plenty of times. They really have. So. I mean, what is it, four of the last six they've been to? Yeah. 
Yeah, this is just we're watching the Patriots dynasty again, <laughs> honestly. Unfortunate. Um, um Yeah. What do you what yeah. do you think the score is? Like what do you think happens for the game? Um so it's hard to bet against the Chiefs. It's it's really hard because anytime anyone's ever bet against the Chiefs, the only time the Chiefs have lost in the past like six years was against Tom Brady. And <laughs> And Tom Brady is the greatest quarterback to ever play football. And um, do I think Brock Purdy's that? I do think Brock Purdy is that. I don't think he's Tom Brady, but I think he can overcome the Chiefs' deficit. Oh, yeah. Uh, but I think the score will be 24-18. to 18. Okay. And who do you have? Uh, I have the 49ers, sorry. Yes, I have the 49ers. So I I was looking up a statistic earlier. Um, ESPN experts weighed in on the game. 49 of them claimed that the Chiefs are going to win, and then the other 15 um, think the Niners are going to win. And the most common score predictions were 27-24, 27-21, and the lowest combination was... 20 to 17. So very low scoring or very like medium to high scoring games. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I could see it. I could see it either side, um, either going from great defense or great offenses. For sure. Um, I, I, I feel like it's either going to be a great offensive game or a great defensive game. And I honestly go actually forget my prediction. I just convinced myself otherwise. I think it's going to be a um, not high scoring. I know 24 is not high scoring, but I'm taking it back. I'm going to go 2017. You're going to join the low scoring? Yeah. Yeah, I I don't know. Both, Both of these teams have really great defenses. Um, and this is the Brock Purdy might run away with like Brock Purdy and the Niners are going to run away with this game just because of how good the Niners offense really is yeah Uh, but one thing that does scare me is some of these guys just haven't been here before that's true Brock Brock Purdy never been here he was so close he doesn't break his arm I believe they were going to be last year yeah, I agree. And they could have honestly won too. For sure. Um but I like Christian McCaffrey hasn't been here. Trent Williams hasn't been here. Um Trent, I think Trent. Was he there the twenty twenty? No. 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 I think oh. they traded in twenty one. I think he signed with the Niners in twenty one. Okay. Yeah. Um and yeah. Uh the experience I think does play a factor in this game for sure. For sure. Um, but yeah. Now, since it's going on right now, I want to bring it up. Um, the NFL Honors is going on as we're recording. What What do you think yes, so yes. far? Um, so let's yeah. I I would love to talk about this. Where do you want to start? Where do you want to start? I think I think we start with who won Offensive Rookie of the Year. Um, yes. Because I, I remember. You did not like it before we started recording. Uh, so yes, I would love to talk um, about it. 
I was a big fan. I think CJ Stroud had an amazing rookie year, and I think he was very deserving. But I also believe that Pukunitkua did not get enough votes. Yeah, I I, I 125% agree. I think Puka should have won this, honestly. How can you – the quarterback position value plays so much in the NFL, and it's not even funny. And I understand quarterback is one of the most important position. If you don't have a quarterback, you can't win in this league, and 100% agree. But how I look at it is a guy – who has broken two records that has been around for 60 years, breaks them this year, and doesn't win Offensive Rookie of the Year. I know how good C.J. Stroud played, and I know they led him to the playoffs. But you can look at um, the Rams. The Rams made the playoffs. They did lose in the first round, but the Rams didn't make the playoffs, and Puka played a massive role. A lot of people were were really down on the Rams this year and thought, oh, the Rams are going to have a top 10 pick, but they didn't. And I think Puka played a massive role in this. And he I think he should have well won. Because uh, Cooper Cup was out for a couple games this year, so I think he did well in that role and help that team uh, succeed while, you know, Cooper Cup was out. Yeah, uh, and he didn't get injured this year. I know C.J. Stroud can't control that, but... I mean, we see a couple guys every year. They don't win the award because they get injured, but that happens. Yeah, but I I just don't know how you can't give it to a guy who breaks a... Uh, two records that have been held for 60 years. Uh, I do want you to remember, Waddle did break the catching record, which Puka didn't, did just break again, but it was broken by Waddle not too long ago. Uh, yeah, okay. I did forget about that. Um, yeah, I did too, but still, I don't know. He did know. break it, so that's what matters. He did break both of those uh, records. Yeah, Okay, I can understand why you give it to CJ Stroud. I I understand CJ. I do too, but I I think Puka. Now, and I'm fantasy biased because he helped me all year, but <laughs> he's just he was such a great wide receiver this year. Um, especially drafted in the fifth round. I think if he was drafted in the first round, he might have had a better shot than if he was drafted in the fifth. I think that may have played a little part because he only got two votes, which is absurd. Yeah, but I, I don't know. I think it's more exciting to see a guy who got drafted in the fifth round become one of the best uh, players at their position. I agree. Than I'm, seeing yeah. like a number one overall guy become that guy. That's true. I mean, I was more just saying like that's why he didn't receive the votes is because he wasn't a top uh, draft Okay. Because I don't yeah. feel like you see the top non-top draft picks win the award anymore. Yeah, who even what were – oh, yeah, this wide receiver draft class was kind of weak. It was a very yeah. weak group. Yeah, talking about the wide receiver uh, class, did you see Zay Flowers' news? Oh, my gosh, yes. I I don't know what to think. I don't know if he did it or not. I hope not. 
I mean, hey, it runs in the culture. What can I say? Like <laughs> okay. the Ravens, this right. happens with all the time with the Ravens. Jim Jim Harborough should be fired. Simple as that. Yeah, because you're not, you know, you're not a Steelers fan or anything. Uh, <laughs> you're not saying that for any reason in particular. Hey, I'm looking this. I'm looking at this in the non most biased way possible. Right. Yeah, I'm just a just I'm just an NFL no, fan. No, to get into some more bias. Um, what are your thoughts oh. on defensive player of the year? <laughs> I, I think. I am so happy Miles Garrett won. Uh, even though he only recorded one sack in the past seven weeks, and did absolutely nothing in the AFC Wild Card game uh, against the Browns or against the Texans, I think it was just phenomenal. Lermy Tunsil actually destroyed Miles Garrett in that game. He had a great game against Miles Garrett, and Miles Garrett. I think they they are just giving it to Miles Garrett this year because just because they don't want to give it to him back to back years. And TJ Watt um it, he played phenomenal this year. Uh once again, I well, he recorded <laughs> Yeah. Um he had 17 sacks this year. Crazy. And Yes, it it was a great season. Um, he is fourth on uh, pass rush win rating, behind guys like okay. This doesn't help my case, but Will Anderson, Miles Garrett, and Micah Parsons. But looking at the big number stats, like the sacks and all of that, it does not help Miles Garrett at all. Um. And I don't know. What's your thoughts on it? What's your thoughts? See, I haven't looked at me much for defensive uh, player of the year. I looked at a lot at rookie of the year, defensive rookie of the year, which we'll get into in a little bit. But, I mean, Garrett's an amazing player. So is TJ Watt. Um, both both are great players. So I can't be mad because I didn't have a really a dog in the fight this year. Um, I think one of them – I think Miles Garrett was going to get it eventually – I'm just glad it happened. Uh, I do think TJ had the better year overall. Even the fans voted for it for the the fan votes. Actually, TJ Watt was the winner, so maybe that's talent. Yeah, it's not. Uh, yeah. Um, a lot of Steelers fans, at least, are very very upset. That is biased, but I don't know. Looking at t- the stats. 68 tackles, T.J. Watt, 42 tackles, Miles Garrett. It's just sacks, 19 sacks, T.J. Watt, 14 sacks. And, yes, Miles Garrett did get double-teamed more than uh, T.J. Watt did, yes. Um, But if you're good, you're supposed to beat the double-team. Simple as that. Sorry. What can you say? (laughs) Again, I'm sensing some bias here. But I can understand. Yeah. I can understand the bias completely. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, that's all I really have to say. Um, but yeah, you want to talk about defensive rookie of the year? Yes. Um, I do. I actually think that was. I think Will Anderson Jr. was the perfect winner for this year. Um, I think he deserved it. I was. 
the other people I'd heard was Jalen Carter and then Witherspoon. I think Witherspoon is probably the most overrated corner in the league. And so if he had gotten the award, I would have not been happy. But otherwise, I think it was perfect. I think Christian yeah. Gonzalez would have gotten it if he hadn't gotten hurt. But he did, unfortunately, get hurt. So I'm I'm happy with Will Anderson getting it. Uh, yeah, The if you're interested in the voting tallies, it was 16 votes Will Anderson, 14 votes Jalen Carter, 14 votes Kobe Turner, uh, 4 votes really? Devin Weatherspoon. Joey Porter Jr. won. Yaya Dubai uh, won. Really? Okay, I did not yeah. think of that as Kobe Turner. I I do love the recognition because he had a phenomenal year this year as well, um, especially for a later round pick. He actually received more votes than Puka did, uh, his uh, Rams fellow teammate, which is pretty funny considering the years that uh, Puka had. Yeah, uh, I mean – the Rams have been drafting good, and mm-hmm. honestly, I I did not know much. I didn't know anything uh, about Kobe Turner going into the draft. I, I knew a little. I didn't. I knew a little bit. I knew he was a little bit later in the draft. Um, but back to Will Anderson, uh, he yes. definitely had a phenomenal rookie year as a pass rusher. Um, definitely showed a lot of a lot of amazing superstar traits, which I think the Texans did phenomenal trading up for him this past year. I think that was a very win-win trade for them. And I think it was a smart choice. Yeah, I was, uh, my initial reaction to the um, Will Anderson trade, I I wasn't a big fan of it at first because they gave up their next year's first, this year's first. It was this year's first, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I just didn't think the Texans had the team to be a later round pick and make that trade worth it. Which they still um, have a first this year as well. Yeah, the Browns, which is like they it's actually funny because the Texans beat the Browns, so the Browns pick is higher than the Texans pick. So they have a they have a little bit better pick than they would have had if they traded that. Yeah. Um, but I, I really like the Will Anderson pickup, uh, or not the pickup, but the that he won. Uh, and I think the D'Amico Ryan has had a lot to do with that defensive defense that this year. That's a um, yeah, uh, Will Anderson had a great year, well deserved. Uh, I mean, you can't really argue with this. Um, it, even even. Uh, Jalen Hurts at or not Jalen Hurts, Jalen Carter at number two. He's still not that close to uh, what Will Anderson had this year. Jalen Carter did have a great year, but I just don't think um, he was kind of quiet. I felt like this year more than yeah, was he kind of like quieted down at one point during the year, which I thought was strange. I feel like we didn't hear his name called a lot um, during during the Bucks game, at least. I feel like his name wasn't called that often. Yeah, he didn't have uh, as big of a year as uh, Will Anderson had. Uh, also, not as expected, because at one point he was projected the... Uh, one number of the top, one, yeah. Yeah, like number one or top four, at least. Yeah. Well, um, Jalen's... 
Jalen Carter's stats were um, 33 tackles and six sacks. Okay, not terrible. Yeah, let me look up Will Anderson. I believe Anderson had nine sacks this year. Um, a lot more tackles for loss. He had seven. He had seven. Okay, seven. Okay, but I feel like um, Will Anderson made a bigger impact than he definitely uh, did. I mean, his team. Stanley Carter. He didn't. I wouldn't say like this was the reason they made he made a bigger impact, but his team did make it further in the playoffs as well. So he helped bring his team further, which you don't technically count that towards these awards, but it's still worth a note. Um, yeah, which actually brings me into my next point, uh, the coach of the year, because this uh, f- if playoffs were involved, I think would this pick would be different. But what do you think of coach of the year? Uh, I like it. I think it was well deserved. Kevin Kevin Stefanski he had to deal with a lot of injuries this year. Didn't have a quarterback one from like week four or three yeah, or something. Yeah, I think it was something and, early with Deshaun Watson for sure. And still made the playoffs. And if you look back, maybe I think it was a year or two ago, Browns fans wanted him fired. They really did. They wanted him gone. And I, I've liked Kevin Stefanski. As a Steelers fan, that's me. That's me. Like, I, I hate the Browns. I hate every AFC North team. But I really like Kevin Stefanski. And You're a great head coach. He really is. Yeah, it, and if he got fired tomorrow, every team would be wanting him. Really every great. team. Um. But yeah, I just think it, it well deserved. Um, who else would have even gotten it? Is D'Amico my Ryan. thing. D'Amico Ryan. Oh, what? sure. Which is why I brought up the playoff game thing. Um, yes, yes. Now, if you include I, the playoffs, I think D'Amico Ryan's would have taken it over him. But you don't, because um, that was definitely a close. It was actually a super close race. I think it was like two votes difference or two points difference uh, mm. was what separated them this year. Yeah, and I could honestly see the argument for D'Amico Ryan because uh, the D'Amico Ryan argument could be um, they were like not projected well at all. Yeah, the Texans were the worst team last year, and they made the divisional round when D'Amico Ryan came in, and I think that is really impressive. Um, Well deserved. Sorry, Stefanski also joins. Um, he's the thirteenth coach to ever win multiple Coach of the Year awards, joining Don Shula, Bill Belichick, Bill Parcells, Chuck Knox, George Hallis, Brian Aaron, Bruce Arians, Mike uh, Ditcha, uh, Ron Ron Rivera. Wow, uh, Dan Reeves, George Allen, Joe Gibbs, and Ali Sherman. Wow, there are some. Wow, great that is interesting. That's a great coaching. Uh, that's great to actually join that list of coaches. I, I mean, not all of them. Ron Rivera. <laughs> I mean, the only one, but Ron Rivera. Yeah, I think it was um, cool the Cam Newton years, maybe. Yeah, the Cam Newton years were good, but other than that, with the, the Commanders, yeah. Um. But yeah, you have any more anything else to say about the Kevin Stefanski winning? 
Um, Get you there. I mean, I just think I, I think it was well deserved. But that's that's all I really have to say about him him winning it this year. Yeah, you know? yeah. Um, and we forgot we didn't even mention Shane Steichen. He could have oh, won. Yes, that was another. We we mentioned his name. We mentioned his team. We mentioned him. We didn't mention him for coach of the year, but he was definitely up there. Yeah, um, one reason you can't give it to him compared to these other guys is they didn't make the playoffs. If Anthony Richardson would have stayed healthy, I I think I think they would have made the playoffs. Um, I think he definitely would have made given these two a run for their money for coach yeah. of the year. Yeah, especially if they made the playoffs this year. Um, but it, it, but it's hard, harder to argue that because um, the Colts have always been a middle-of-the-road team, I feel like. It's unfortunate. Um, um, but And they were kind of middle-of-the-road because they weren't very talked about this year at all. Yeah, they really kind of weren't. I mean, I think everything once, once uh, Richardson went down, it kind of just went downhill for them. Yeah. 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 Richardson. I, I like Richardson. He was my QB two in last year's draft. He was he was not my QB two. Wait, <laughs> no, he's my QB three. Sorry, QB he, three. He was uh I think I had him at quarterback four. Come wow. On. Who did who did you have a I had Levis over him. Wow. I was a big I, I, I was a bigger Levis fan than I was a Richardson fan. The, the reason I put Richardson above uh, Levis was because of the physical aspect. Richardson is a monster, and I know he only played what, 12 games. Yeah. Um, but I think I, I, you said what? Richardson, I think, I feel like he didn't play. Did he play 12 games this year? Oh, no, no, not this year. Oh, with Florida. Okay. Yeah, with Florida, yeah. Um, but yeah. Um, you have any more thoughts? Um, no, I think I think we've kind of covered Coach of the Year. Yeah. Uh, what's the uh, reaction off- of Offensive Player of the Year? I think I think it's a phenomenal choice. We've talked about them already today, and we've talked about him a little bit today. Christian McCaffrey, I think he did well deserved award. He was probably the best offensive player all year long. He he was great in the run game, the passing game. He was just a all around just the best player on the field this year. Yeah, um, Christian McCaffrey were was in the talks for MVP this year. I do remember and, that. Yeah, um, I feel like he should still be in the talks for MVP, but you. But it's hard to still be in the talks whenever your team is so talented, and he's a running back, and running backs don't get that recognition. And I think yeah. I think this is a great great uh, choice. As simple as that. Who else would have been in the runnings? I'm just going blank Tyree with Hill. all the other guys. Tyreek Hill, CD Lamb. Um. CD Quarterbacks, yeah. uh, Josh Allen technically, because you know they can win Offensive Player of the Year. Uh, so Josh Allen, Lamar, Mahomes, Tua. I feel like they were all. Some of them were in the running. Um, any of them could have really won it this year. Um, 
Yeah, the nominees were Tyree Kill, Lamar Jackson, CeeDee Lamb, Dak Prescott, and Christian McCaffrey. Wow. See, I feel like Josh Allen was snubbed from that list. Yeah, uh, I agree. Um, but there are I, – I feel like you can't give it to Dak. No. I, you can't give it to CD. I, uh, I mean, CD had a great year, though. He he, CD did have a great year. I agree a hundred and ten percent. But I don't know. Yeah, I, I there, there's no argument for that. I just think there were better offensive players this that's year. That's fair. I think Tyreek Hill even beats CD this year, so that's fair. Yeah, Tyreek is definitely number two for this. Um, definitely. Yeah. Um, I think I, I'm. I'm glad Christian McCaffrey won it. Has he ever won it? Um, I don't think so. Let me let me see. Yeah. Um. He has not. Oh, he was he was unanimous. By the way. Oh. Uh. Yeah. Well deserved. Well. Deserved. Well. Well deserved. Yeah, I mean, he's you a two-time get... top five finalist, but I believe this is the first time he has actually won. Yeah, and um, and I'm pretty sure, um, Tyreek did Tyreek Hill get injured? I believe he got injured for a game or two, but it wasn't like long yeah. enough to like super effective stats. I just think it's what caused him not to reach the overall receiving record this year. Yeah, because he was on pace for two thousand yards. He also got he had a couple games in there uh, where he got locked out a bit. Yeah, um, yeah. Like I feel uh, like, the yeah. last couple games of the year, you notice Baltimore to KC, he was averaging seventy, like seventy six yards a game. Um, so it kind of like brought him down. Really, the last. Five games of the season are what kind of did it him, did him in. Yeah, yeah, and Tua being a quarterback too really <laughs> Tua held him back. Him. Um, yeah, I just uh, yeah, Raheem Mostert. That's Raheem a guy Mostert. I didn't really think of. I mean, he had a. I don't feel like he did great rushing, but he definitely had the touchdowns. Yeah, he had. But, a, well, he was a thousand yard. Too. He definitely had more touchdowns. I think I can check. Actually, let's look that up. Yeah, CMC point. did. Yeah, I think he had nineteen. Uh, I don't know. I, I feel like Raheem Mostert should have been talked about more. Uh, um, let me see he about missed McCaffrey. Two games, but was it this year. Yeah. He had okay, so twenty one. Um, Hold up, I I don't think I've ever really looked at Christian McCaffrey's stats. I mean, I have. They were but phenomenal like, this year, I gotta say. So he had twenty one this year, and Raheem Mostert. I don't think he's close overall stats wise. I think it's that's what it is. Um, yeah, but he definitely has the trust. He had eighteen eighteen. Uh, rushing touchdowns uh, versus receiving. Wait, uh, Christian McCaffrey had? No, no, no. I, I was looking at – oh, so they both had 21 this year. 
just CMC was a lot more fundamental to the team winning. He yeah, he also had four hundred more rushing yards and more passing yards or more receiving yards. Yeah. Um actually he had more uh no no he didn't have a pass this year, just kidding. He had one last year. Um yeah, but Christian McCaffrey well deserved. Um, well deserved. Yeah, uh, nothing much. Oh my gosh. Um, I am currently looking on Twitter. Oh my gosh, this is crazy! What happened? And uh, Joe Flacco won Comeback Player of the Year. Heck yeah, that is that is that is perfect. No, that is, I, I, I thought should win. Um, sorry, Hamlin, you are phenomenal for coming back, but you did not play well at all this year to deserve that award. Three Browns, by the way, won awards this year. That's insane. Whew. Yeah. Yeah, um, I'm never watching the awards again. But <laughs> other than that, uh, I, th- I, yeah, well deserved. Honestly, really, really well deserved. Joe Flacco, when he got back at the Player of the Year, he led the Browns to the playoffs. He's been always one of these guys to just say, "Screw it, someone's down there." <laughs> like he, really he has. like. He, he, he he's always the type of quarterback he'll throw an interception on the play before and then go right back out there and throw the exact same pass and I respect that. Um, Joe Flacco's stats have always been, um, a little like he's thrown a lot of interceptions. I don't think he's ever had a year where he didn't throw more than, uh, less than ten interceptions. Wait, no, that's just not true at all. Okay, starting with the Ravens. Um, okay, yeah, I just made that stat up. JK. <laughs> um, um, I'm trying to – well, the last game that I can think of with Joe Flacco was that playoff game, and he did throw a couple interceptions in there, which was definitely detrimental. Um, yeah, it definitely it works, caught. Sometimes it doesn't, but he did lead them to the playoffs, so – he deserved the award. Now, I will put this point out there. I do think Baker should have been a lot more inclusive towards that award. That's my opinion. 100%. I think Baker should have maybe won the award. But, hey, I'm not, not mad at Joe Flacco. I just think it's a better choice than the guy who sat on the bench all year and only recorded negative stats. Um, so, you know. Yeah, I, yeah, thinking about it, I think uh, Baker should have won. He had better stats um, this year. He was there all year. He led the Bucks team that nobody thought was going to be good to the playoffs. Um, everybody doubted him. He's been on, like, what, four teams now? Yeah, and Baker – and I felt like Baker was the true comeback player of the year because – Well, okay, he, Joe Blanco came back from the couch, but uh, Baker came back from a lot of adversity over the past couple of years with the media. Yeah, like everyone was counting out Baker, and yeah, right. um, and I mean, not no one was really counting out Joe Flacco. Everyone just thought he was old and like, oh, he's out of it. That's and true. Still, still, Joe Flacco didn't play all that great, but he did come back from uh the couch. So, <laughs> um, no, yeah, um. 
I don't know if you want to talk about them or not, but did you see who got into the Hall of Fame this year? Since that was announced tonight. Uh, yes, but before this, the voting came back for the comeback player of the year. Um, Joe Flacco, the five three one scoring. I don't know what that is. Oh, first votes, second votes, third votes. Oh, okay. So, um. Is that how they score it? I believe so. Okay, well, um, Joe Flacco got 13, 26, and 8, okay. which equals 151. DeMar Hamlin, 21, 7, 14. Over Baker? Is Baker in there? Yes, he is. Third. Uh, DeMar got 140 votes. Um, Baker got 10, 10, 13. How much did he end up with, points-wise? 93. That's absurd. DeMar Hamlin should not have been in this award. I know, it's so, so wrong. But Yeah. He he didn't do anything. He helped his team lose. Like, yeah. he, he just wasn't a player. If he had come back and been the starter and, like, been, a, like, a lockdown player on the field, maybe maybe he deserves that award. Then Then I think, yes, give him the award. But he did nothing but hurt his team in every game I feel like I saw him play. Yeah, I think he only recorded two tackles or something crazy low like that. Um, And, yeah, if DeMar Hamlin would have won this award, I feel like it's just an injury award at this point. And I'm glad he didn't win it. Like, it's terrible saying that because he legit died a year ago on the field um, and came back and – that was incredible. It really was like, incredible. Happy that, ha- like, happy he recovered from that. Um, but I, I just feel like you just can't give it to Joe Flacco. But I'm interested of, and how the NFL uh, world is going to react to it because it's, I feel like they were tr- trying to push. push I feel like it's going to be a very, argument. very scattered thought process now. Yeah. Um, well, that was that's definitely a super close vote, though. I was shocked at how it ended up. I expected Baker to be two, but nothing I guess you can really do about it. Yeah, but you were saying something about the Hall of Fame? Yeah, uh, the, the guys who didn't uh, – someone I'm shocked who didn't get in this year. Antonio Gates didn't get yes. in the Hall of Fame. I yeah, and – Well, shocked. Yeah, where yeah. Um, um Rodney I, Harrison – didn't get into the Hall of Fame this year. Again, I'm shocked because those are two of the greatest players to ever play um, at their respective positions. I'm just shocked they didn't make it, but there are some great names on this list. Um, Julius Peppers, Devin Hester, Andre Johnson, and Patrick Willis, all all super deserving of the Hall of Fame. I can't say much for the other, other three that made it because I haven't looked – I haven't really seen them play as much as the others, but – I think it's a great group who made it this year. Um, I'm upset, of course, Rodney Harrison didn't make it as he was a former uh, player on my team, but it is what it is. Um, yeah, Antonio Gates is considered one of, if not the greatest tight end to ever play. And I feel like he deserves to be in I agree. The, the Hall of Fame. Um Wait, oh, actually, hmm. hold up. Looking at his stats, yeah. You know how, 
Guess how many thousand yard receiving uh, seasons Antonio Gates had? Nine. Two. Two? Really? I'm shocked. Two. He only had two. One in two thousand and one in two thousand and nine. Here I was um, thinking. Wow. And one in two thousand and five. He just played for fifteen years and got eleven thousand uh, yards. Wow! I mean, yeah, I mean, he he was a beast, though. He he, he really was. He was. Um, I'm just shocked it wasn't. I felt like he did higher, like better in stats than he did, but I guess he didn't. Um, wow! I'm still I'm looking at yeah. some of the reactions right now. Devin Hester, I'm just glad he made it. Best retirement ever. 100%. Ever. Yeah. And I'm just glad he made the Hall of Fame. He deserved it. He's yeah. one of the most electric, it, probably the most electric return men ever. Um, yeah, didn't he return a punt or a kick return or a kick in the Super Bowl? Oh, I th- maybe. I, I, don't, I don't know. That was just a random thought, but... Yeah, that was just a random thought, but I thought I'd add that. Um, but yeah, I I can't really say much on the. He did. He did thing. return a uh, kickoff return for a against touchdown. the Colts, in, correct? In two thousand seven. Um. Uh, that was this. It was the yeah, Colts. Colts. Yep. I don't know. Sometimes. You know, football knowledge just comes out of nowhere. <laughs> it happens. It just, it just, it just appears. Um, but yeah. Um, so, uh, what's the next award? Well, it hasn't been out yet. I don't think it's been released yet. Uh, but it I just wanna... released. It did. MVP. MVP just released. Okay. Guess who won? Um. Lamar, yes, Lamar, two Perfect. times. That, that was the that was the right choice. Yeah, I agree. Um, Josh Allen's turnovers and everything else were the reason that he didn't get it. And Lamar, the stats might not look as good, but if you watch him play, I promise you, he did just as much as Josh Allen did. He, Josh Allen just didn't have to deal with Gus Edwards stealing his touchdowns every single week. Look, all you got to do is look statistically at uh, Gus Edwards. He only had one rushing touchdown of over five yards the entire season, which is insane. Yeah. That means that Lamar got them down there every time just for Gus to come in and steal the touchdown. Yeah, and and Lamar, um, if if you look at the name most valuable player, um, Lamar is the most valuable player, and you can nearly give it to him every year because Lamar is the most valuable player. And even when the Ravens don't have Lamar Jackson on their team. Uh, it's awful. It's just bad. Yeah. Um, it was. It's really bad. I mean, I, I don't. I wouldn't say really bad because look at last year's uh, against Cincinnati. <laughs> That's true. Um, but yeah, Lamar really. He yeah. He deserves this. Um, I'm curious of the voting on that though. Yeah, like I, I I'm interested. Wow. In... Okay. Not ununanimous, but 49 of the first place votes. Uh, who were the other votes? Who were the other votes? Lamar. Or not Lamar. Uh, Josh Allen was the other vote. 
So he wasn't unanimous, but he was almost unanimous to Josh Allen. What? No Patrick Mahomes vote? None. Landslide victory, basically, for Lamar Jackson. You can't say the same against them, against the Chiefs this year. But landslide, at least, he got the MVP. So he's now a two-time MVP, which will start putting him towards the talks of Hall of Fame later on in his career, I'm sure. But he's got to make a Super Bowl first. He can't have another performance like he just did. Yeah, um, yeah, I, th- yeah, the, and this is the Ravens' year, honestly. It really kind of was. I mean, I think they could come back next year. It's just they got a lot they got to fix. Yeah, I, I, I think experience. If the, if they get back to it next year, I wouldn't be surprised if they make the Super Bowl. I'd be because now, now they have the experience. They They've do. been here before, but. Yeah, um, Lamar winning well deserved. Um, yeah, I mean you can't really say give it to another person nope. because there really isn't another person. I mean, there even there was Josh Allen, but yeah, Josh Allen. Yeah, Josh Allen is really good. He is. I would consider him a top three quarterback for sure. Um, uh, but I just think Lamar's on a higher level than Josh Allen is, um, and I would nearly consider—I would nearly put Lamar over Josh Allen. Um, I mean, if we're talking about think, overall, I'm thinking about that because I mean, you got Mahomes, you got Allen, and you got Lamar, but then you also got Burrow. But it, I saw it. But I—I I don't know. Burrow doesn't get the hate he deserves, which is, which is a crazy. That was a crazy comment. Just me even just saying, but you see all these hate on like um, other guys like that's uh, fair. Who in, injury prone guys like oh, I can't think of one. But Herbert like, um, yeah, Herbert Lamar got injured um, last year. Yeah, like Lamar. They put narratives on Lamar that uh, Lamar is an injury-prone quarterback. And if you compare Joe Joe Burrow and Lamar's injury, Joe Burrow has gotten injured more than Lamar. That's and true. no one talks about Joe Burrow being this injury-prone quarterback who can never stay healthy. And, yeah, it's just I, – I don't know why I don't hear talks about it. I mean that's that's definitely worth putting a note out there, um, but when they're both when they're all healthy, I think Joe, I'd take Joe in top three. I, I mean I might even yeah. take Lamar in top three, and I'd take Mahomes in top three, which would have to leave Allen out. But they are all incredible, incredible quarterbacks, so it's hard to leave any of them out of the top three. Um, and now we didn't talk about this award, but I feel like it needs to be pointed out. Joe Cardona won the salute to service award and that's that's just it's it's a different kind of award it's it's more behind the scenes than anything else was so i feel like it was worth uh mentioning respect well if we're mentioning that man of the award went to yeah, cam hayward yeah yeah who uh, um, who won that this year uh cameron hayward ah i like that Steelers defensive tackle yeah he's always been in the community he's always been I just I love I like, like stuff. Yeah, I, I like how the NFL um mentions like off the field stuff too. It's just not just uh 
performance based yeah awards and yeah i enjoy them but yeah um any more any awards we're not missing or any award i mean we didn't really talk about some of the hall of famers as much as some of the others i feel like andre johnson was kind of we kind of just went over it kind of quick but he was a beast at wide receiver in his time Mm. Um, yeah i I don't know much about the older guys i've never like the oldest i probably went back to was like 2007 yeah watching super bowls and like all that stuff andre johnson stats you ready 1062 catches 1400 yards or 14k yards excuse me and 70 touchdowns in his career he also when the pro bowl mattered he also attended seven pro bowls wow amazing how many a thousand yards receiving oh wow he had several yes he had one two three four five six seven okay i'm talking like he's an old player he's his prime was like 2008 2009 yeah like, and, and he didn't have good quarterbacks either he didn't really time. have great quarterbacks i mean that was like the beginning of houston yeah yeah when did houston become uh, a team right before i believe it was 2000 Ooh, hold on i don't want to get canceled or get made fun of for that Um, 2002. So it was the year before was when they were founded. So he joined the team right away. Wait, I, I'm looking and it says October 6th, 1999. Oh, huh. Oh, wait, when did the Texans, uh, 32nd franchise in 2002 season. So oh, wait. Yeah. never mind. I typed in Houston Texans founded like, uh, yeah, oh. never mind. Yeah. Oh, good. Oh, good. Um, um, well, he basically yeah. was with the, with the start of the franchise, which is insane. Respectable, yeah. Yeah. And, oh, gosh, I, I want to look at the Texans quarterbacks, like, during that times. Because I can't – Ryan Fitzpatrick, um, uh, David Carr. David Carr, that's who I was thinking of. He wasn't bad. He wasn't uh, terrible at all. Yeah, Matt Signob or whatever, however you oh, say yeah. his name. Yes, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, I, he wasn't terrible. Yeah, I'm, well, okay, he wasn't. He wasn't terrible for a time. Um, Two-time Pro Bowler. Yes. Fun fact. You well, yes. Uh, he had a couple. Okay. Couple solid years in there. Yeah, I'm pretty. He was pretty good, decent. Yeah, I, I'd say he's probably a top fifteen quarterback back in the time. At one point. Okay, back in the time, it was legit 12 years ago. <laughs> um, acting like, yeah. And we're both like 20, so it's like... We were born, so we should... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but just yeah, not many wraps, good quarterbacks. I think that wraps up everything for the awards. And um, Do you have any last thoughts about Super Bowl, maybe, for this uh, this weekend? Um, I'm excited. I'm excited for the Super Bowl. I'm excited to watch. I um, I know it's not the matchup everyone set wanted, but I'm happy this was the matchup. Um, I I know it's annoying to watch the Chiefs 
dynasty to continue, but they're not a dynasty. Yet. They got to win. They got to win. They are a dynasty okay, if they okay. win. They aren't if they lose. Yes, true. But like, I don't know. I would consider them a dynasty. Why is that? Because of the continuous years of dominance. Let me ask They're you always... this. Are the Bills oh. considered a dynasty when they went to no. four straight? Uh. They lost four straight, but they went to four straight. They were dominant up until the Super Bowl for four years, but they are not considered a dynasty. Okay, but the difference is the I'm Chiefs have won. Um but that's also true. I just I just want to take a shot at, you know, a rival team. Yeah, fair, fair. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, any last thoughts on the Super Bowl for you? Um, bang, bang, Niners gang, you know? That's that's all I got to say. I'm not a Niners fan, but, hey, I, I need hey, to win. Hey, I'm a Niners fan this weekend. That's all I'm saying. But, yeah. Um, yeah, I think this – wraps up today's episode yep thank you for listening if you've gotten this far and see you in the next one peace out peace out